2: so kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, it's Nancy. You're out here, and welcome to my show. We have a fantastic show for you today, and we're going to bring our guest on in a few minutes. His name is Jeremy McDonald. But before I bring Jeremy on, I just want to talk a little bit about the show and why we're having people like Jeremy on the show you know, um, the world has gotten really crazy out there, and um, I don't see so many smiling faces. It's like we're all searching for something. And, and it's interesting because as we start to search, we find the answers are not on the outside of us. They're on the inside of us. And um, that's what Jeremy talks about in his book. It's called Be- Peace, Be Still. And really quick, I want to I really like this book because I'll tell you why. It's to the point. It's not real lengthy. It's not because I like the short chapters, I guess. But he really gets to the point, and he tells his own story of what happened to him. And I kind of felt a camaraderie with him. I'm like, oh, I remember what happened to me. And and you get to a point in your life, and you just don't know what to do. And um, this is really interesting. So I'm going to read this really quick out of chapter two. hope Jeremy doesn't mind. The chapter is called My Inside World, and he says... The inside world is getting on deep within you. I found this to be the most important lesson I learned along the way, and it is a constant process. In other words, I look inside myself to find my happiness instead of looking to others to give me happiness. See, that's huge. I look inside myself to find security, pleasure, success and abundance instead of to an outside source to give me these things. And I think this is the big lesson for us to start looking within ourselves. And then at another point he says, and I just want to read this real quick. He says, I have researched many different spiritual faiths, and the general theme is is that we are all just one body or one consciousness, which is so true. And he says, as we learn to love ourselves and to have a relationship with our inner divinity, our world begins to change. Um, you know, let me give you a little bit of information about this guy, because I just think he's really cool and he's really on the money here. He's actually a radio host, healer, public speaker, and author. Um, Let's see. He has spent many years of his own life in misery and self-loathing, and he was raised in a strict religious community. So I think we were raised the same. We grew up both, um, you know, being afraid of God instead of being connected to God. But in his new book, Peace Be Still, um, he shares the joy, passion and the love that he knows is his to experience. And he no longer believes in a fear based religion in which he was raised. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on.
1: Really appreciate you having me on that. It's really, I'm excited about being on. And uh, uh, thanks for resonating with the book. It's, it was uh, a true passion uh, to write it and uh, connect with others and be able to help them as well.
2: Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. would you tell the audience what happened to you? Because, I mean, we all get to a <clears throat> point where we're at a low point and then we're like, then we turn to God. Then we're like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Would you mind sharing your story with us?
1: Oh, absolutely! Well, and, and then, honestly, isn't that like a consistent theme throughout um, most success stories of people? Sure. They they go through this like this downfall or this rock bottom, so to speak. And and the truth is, is what happened to me is I got really just kind of tied into the, the in a really dark area, I guess, in my life, and uh, I lost everything in my life, my relationship, and you know, I had struggled with. I guess the idea, I've been struggling with doing drugs and, you know, other things and, and, you know, doing all those things that are not healthy for you mm-hmm. and more of a self loathing type of area. And it was, it was interesting because, too, the, the rock bottom I hit prior to that, I had still been speaking and talking about positive thoughts. And, you know, I, I've been a, a training manager for many years, developing leaders and salespeople and motivating them. And here I am at rock bottom. And I didn't really, realize
2: that. That's interesting. Yeah. I did not realize
1: that. So you were yeah. you were
2: talking it from your head, but you weren't feeling it from your heart, is what you're saying to me?
1: Absolutely, because the uh, the interesting part, what most so you can uh, just speaking in front of people and motivating them and seeing them, that's a drug in itself. You know, because yeah. it's like you you see them build up and get excited, and that can be an addiction instead of doing it for the right reasons, because we want to connect and we want to actually. Change things. And when you really practice what I call the inner world or self awareness, you can start looking at those things like, oh, I didn't even realize that subtle thing. I was doing that for the wrong reasons. And you don't even realize it until you hit that rock bottom and have to look at everything. Right. And it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an interesting journey. Uh, and it's one of those things where I think it's, I believe I say in the book as well I could not have my today, so I wouldn't have had my yesterday. Yeah.
2: And, Isn't and that the so, truth? Yeah. We all have to go through something traumatic in our lives, it seems like. And then we wake up and we're like, okay, I learned from that. It was, it really was a bad experience, but I learned something,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's going to go throughout life. And part of, the, part of the reason why I call it Peace Be Still is because I want everybody to understand that even after you hit these rock bottoms and you go up, it, the life is like a roller coaster. There's there's times where you're gonna have those dips in the dips in the road, and you're gonna be like, "What's going on? I thought I got this." And it's really just another way to get you stronger in who you are. So find peace well, in that.
2: Yeah, and I just feel like, um, do you see that the mindset is starting to change? I, I feel the the mindset is starting to change where people are starting to turn away from all the material stuff. What do you find in your day to day life right now?
1: Damn. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And it's really also huh. everybody's been wrapped up in the idea that I have to have material to be happy. I have right. to have money to be able to do things. And that's not always true. But it's really right. not always true. I mean, I, I in 2017, I did five. One of my favorite things in the world is to travel. And so right. I did, went on five trips in 2017 and I didn't pay for any of them. And so, Oh my goodness. Did I need <laughs> money for that? Absolutely not. It was just uh, something where you know I was asked to go uh, here for a business reason, and I went. And then while I was there, I spent another seven days in Mount Shasta. <laughs> wow! How cool. Uh, there's things where there there's so many things out there that we don't do. We don't take a step forward in life because we're so we're we're caught up with not just material stuff, but the material three-dimensional world, and we think we're limited, and we're not. And that's that's the real key thing.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I, I see that, you know, so many people and I can hear them as they're speaking. Um, they, they see the material stuff. Oh, I want, if I just get this, I'll be happy. Or if I just could look like this, or if I could Mm -hmm. change my hair or if I could be thinner or, you know, but that's not what it's about. It's what's on the inside. And once you start to, and, and you talk about this in the book, and this is why I like your book, because for somebody who knows nothing about this kind of stuff, you go step by step and say, well I didn't know what to do I hit rock bottom so I started to look within and you have a really cool experience I want to talk about you meditate and you connected with Jesus right? yep,
1: yep. Yeah. That's, will that's, you talk that's, about that's, that? Sure. will you
2: talk about some of this? because I just think it's really interesting
1: well so it was about 2008 and I had been um, I, I had been uh, I was a, raised a Christian uh, right. Obviously, so it was it was, and so I I kind of shied away from that belief system for a long, long time. And it was really it was really funny because I studied everything else under the sun, and anything that didn't have to do with Christianity, I would just avoided it. two thousand eight. Tell,
2: tell our audience why. Why did you do that?
1: Oh, oh yeah, okay. So because I leave, I'm I'm gay, I'm, I'm a homosexual male, and so I I felt like I was hated, and all, all that, and all the other things that I okay. felt like in my dogmatic church you know okay. women shouldn't wear makeup they shouldn't do this that kind of stuff i just really didn't feel comfortable with it, and i was blaming well
2: yeah other people well here's the thing i didn't feel comfortable either going up and in, in you <clears> know in christian church and i'm a christian and it was like almost like you feared god instead of having a relationship with him more than anything yep. i just want to throw yep. that out there yeah
1: absolutely and you go and you go that you think you're going to be punished so Or whatever is going to happen, so it just doesn't feel good. Well, anyways, I I was in meditation, and I had been practicing at this point. My my rock bottom happened about 2006, and about 2008, I was in a really deep meditation. And I had this experience where this presence just came over me, and it was really good feeling. And I realized who it was, and I said, said, "Uh, why are you here? I don't even like you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So, and then I, and then the, the response that I got was what convinced me. What did and it the say? response was, I'm here to help you love yourself because when you learn to love yourself, you'll learn to love me.
2: Oh, wow. That's powerful. And
1: I thought, and it was, it was the most unselfish thing I'd ever heard in my life from any, anybody or any being or anything. And I thought, you're not talking about me following you. You're saying, when I learn to love myself, I'm going to learn to love you because I'll connect to you. Mm-hmm. I'll come to where you're at. And then I'll naturally love other people because a loving person that loves themselves can naturally love another person. Even if they don't like what they're doing, they still love them. They might tell them the truth, but they love them. And I thought, wow, that's that's per- that, it, that shifted me. And healed me more than anything that 's ever happened to me, and then it was in, it was even more interesting that about a month later a woman uh, walked into my life and she became my my teacher and so okay. she helped me through those the steps and steps throughout to help me through those hard times that even though I had had this healing shift, she helped me through all the caveats or the nuances of healing you know.
2: Isn't that, that nice when powerful. you need somebody? The teacher appears. Isn't that what they say when when the student's absolutely. ready? The teacher the teacher appears. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I am. Um, well and i just think that's you know it, that's what it needs people need to shift how they how they think about things it's a mind shift isn't it it's a it's a new mindset instead of looking on the outside to look on the inside was that your aha moment when you had that meditation that is that when you realized that you really weren't loving yourself on the inside was that your yes. first indication yeah
1: that was yeah. the first indication, and then my my teacher came in and she started saying, you know, it's an inside job, and it made so much sense because it correlated with what that experience showed me. And
3: right. then
1: I started doing mirror work and looking in the eyes, my eyes in the mirror, and saying, "I love you," and that hurt physically inside. You know? wow. And so that wow. that it really it really was a life shifting, and it was work after that. Right. Hey, listen, we've only
2: got about 30 seconds to commercial here, but when we come back, we're going to talk more with um, Jeremy and his book is called Peace, Peace, Be Still, A Path to Self-Awareness, Love, Abundance and Harmony. And um, I'm sure you can get this uh, on Amazon. All right. We'll talk to Jeremy more when we come back.
3: We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Get, it's words you never
0: heard. Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymess and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break, and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are one in three. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest.
1: It's words you never
0: heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
3: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
2: Hey, welcome back. And we're here today with Jeremy McDonald. And he has a wonderful book. It's called Peace Be Still. And we're having a wonderful conversation about how you can live your life differently if you gosh, if you can just delve inside and think from your heart instead of your head. And that's pretty much what this is. Get to know yourself. And Jeremy, um, you know, you talk about the book. Well, actually, why did you decide? And I think it's really cool because I put Bible verses in my book too, but you put a lot of Bible verses in your book. Can you talk about that? Because you started to see the correlation or what happened there?
1: Yeah, that's kind of like after that experience, I started diving into the Bible. And it was really kind of interesting how that came up is when I was doing the book, I had this voice that would say, go Google search these words. And oh, wow. I would Google search them, and it would be a Bible verse, and it would correlate with what I was writing.
3: <laughs> and, then I
1: would, and then I would ponder, of the, the, and then I would get the understanding of the Bible at a different level. And that particular verse, and then I, I, I actually would go and look because I didn't. I wanted to go so and see what the rest of the chapter was about in the Bible, and I right. was like, "Wow, that really makes a lot of sense." And so it was, it was. I was being guided through that book, and it was a lot about my personal experience, but it was also there was this um, correlation that came with that. It was really funny. I, I was actually working at a job during the day writing that, and it was just a really boring job. And so right. I kind of got paid to write the book, and so oh. I was literally out my oh. job. And doing that and most people don't know that but it's really kind of a funny story because it kind of goes with you know hey you can actually get paid to be an author
2: (laughs) i love that part (laughs) yes i know jeremy it's difficult (laughs) to get published out there even though we know a lot it's difficult well but you wrote this and i'm going to tell you something i i really enjoyed it because you know all of us need to be reminded of these things, and it brought me back to remembering you know um to go back into inside of us and to start think about our words and and I like how you you talk about fear and love a lot because we're we seem to be in a um a state of fear instead of mm-hmm. a state of love. Can you address that please
1: because you know fear it 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 is a uh it's what holds us back. I mean, they're, 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 okay, so people, the argument that comes up with fear, too, is to say, well, I should have fear about walking in front of a car. Well, obviously. right. But we're talking about the fear that says, uh, we, we watch the news, and we start getting afraid of what the economy is going to be like. I mean, there, there could be, there should be concern that, hey, we don't want our economy of our country to go down. But there shouldn't be such fear that it keeps you from moving in life and there's also fear of hey i want to be able to uh, go to school and become a nurse but i'm afraid that i won't be able to make it that kind of fear is holds you back from the things that your soul or your inner world is saying hey go do this and and so that's the kind of incorrect fear so
2: right i don't mean to interrupt you but wasn't there a point where you kind of figured that out like you realized you were preventing yourself from moving forward because you were afraid right
1: yeah, absolutely, and that's what it came down to. Is I was like, well, I'm the only reason, the thing that's holding me back. And then when I hit that rock bottom, interesting enough, because I uh, was, uh, I had managed a mortgage company in 2004 and 2005, and then all that we know what happened with all that. And, yeah, I was a realtor. So, <laughs> so <laughs>
2: yes, sir.
0: But I then
1: know. <laughs> so, everything fell apart, and uh so then I went into I went and I started applying for jobs. And I applied for probably a hundred jobs and I did that and I would literally go into the interviews and wouldn't get the job. And I was like, wow, I got a lot of experience. What is going on? So then I started processing the thoughts in my head when I was in the job and the thoughts were, um, I was screaming freedom in my head. And I was also screaming that, um, I, I'm not, you know, good enough for this job or, you know, something's going to, you know, that I'm not going to get it. I started just getting this energy of this isn't going to happen. And you then started, I started like, wait, it. you did change projected a that.
2: negative energy when you went in for the interview is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay. And so, and why did that happen? Because fear of rejection, fear of loss, fear of not being successful. I was 32. I'd moved back home with my mother, you know, all these kind of things. And yeah. didn't really like all that. So then I, um, then I started changing that. Then I started walking into job interviews and saying, Hey, look at this guy, this, uh, and I started feeling like I was royalty walking into the job and balanced and confident and mm-hmm. clear and who I was and valuable. And mm-hmm. so then I, I got jobs like that. And you so, changed your
2: mindset. You changed how you yeah. thought about yourself. You changed that inside conversation that we have with ourselves, huh? Yep.
1: Yep. And so that's, and that, that works for everything. For the listeners that are out there, that works for everything. So if you're out there looking in front of the mirror, because you mentioned this earlier, I'm overweight or I'm not attractive enough. By the way, right. people are not attracted to your looks. They're attracted to your energy.
2: There you go. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> that's the truth, man. And if we could just get that through, we'd be doing a lot better, huh?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one thing. But one of the things we go into is we walk into these interviews or we walk in to ask for something from our boss or we walk in to ask things from our spouse or we walk in to ask somebody on a date and we're like, Hey, could would you like to go out to dinner if that would be okay? And I'm like, why don't you just welcome and say, Hey, I'd like to take you out to dinner? What what day would be good for you?
2: There you go. You know, that Change kind of your stuff. mindset. Yeah. Change your mindset uh, yeah. yourself. Yeah.
1: And sales we yeah. call that assume the close. I'm sorry? <laughs> In the sales world, we call that assume the close.
2: Yes, the close. Yes, I know.
1: Yes, that's correct. That's correct.
2: Well, and you. So, what you? Because you have a chapter in the book where you said expect miracles, and that's probably where you shifted to that mindset where you started to yeah. expect good things instead of bad things. And and it's hard to shift. I'm I'm going to say this because a lot of times people get in a rut. I've been in a rut. You've been in a rut. You know what it's like. It's hard because when you get in a rut, it starts things start to spiral. It's like what happened to you. You know, you lose your house. You lose your car it's like you're like oh my god what is going on here but then you know what what happened to you and it would happen to me honestly too is at that point you start searching inside and say okay what what is wrong what do, can i fix about myself it's not the outside world it's me right mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's that's hard because people don't want to admit that they're, they've got to fix something on themselves you know what i mean
1: well yeah and everybody's wanting a process to this and, and there, 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 I mean, there's not a one, two, three, four, five, six step process to going in and working on your inner world and fixing yourself. There is a constant practice. That's the thing. And, and, and it's a, con, it's a lifelong journey. I'm still working on myself and it's still, I still have things that come up. However, you have to get in there every day, at least for five minutes, and say to yourself, how was my day? And look at it and say, hmm, could I have handled this better? Or what were my thoughts where I was thinking this or when I when I was doing this? And then you can start saying, Where's my opportunities as opposed to what did I do wrong? It's not about what I did wrong. Where are my opportunities to improve? And so and then that changes your energy in who inside of yourself. And then you start getting more and then cool things happen. And these are the when the miracles start happening, then your confidence starts building up. You're like, wow, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, wow, well, that went over better than I thought it was going to
3: be.
2: Well, <clears throat> don't, so, don't you find out when you change your energy, then what happens is it's a, it changes the energy of the people around you. And the people who don't have the same energy kind of fall off, and you have new do. people that come into your life.
1: They do. And that will happen consistently throughout your life. Since I wrote that book, I mean, I've, uh, I've shed a lot of friends. Because I've changed, and it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means right. that we've changed right. who we are, and they've changed too, and we've gone in different directions. So, hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you don't want to always hold on to people. Like it's interesting. I have a, I have a really close friend. We actually separated as friends in 2010. Like we thought we'd never speak to each other again, mm-hmm. and then we four years later we happened to be in a group of people. And she came out of the bathroom, and I turned around and I saw her there. And for the first two days of being in this uh, this class that we were in, we acted like we didn't know each other. Oh, seriously! (laughs) And then finally, one day at lunch, and I the last words she had said to me, "Um, "I never want to talk to you again, and Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be your friend because I, you know, for what there was a miscommunication between the two of us." And then uh, two days later, she came up to, to me and sat down in front of me and said. I want to talk to you, and I and I said okay, and I told her I was, I was trying to respect her boundaries. You know, even though we're right. in this class, I didn't want to you know go against the, what she had said to me four years prior. But now, five years later, we have this amazing friendship, and what's happened go. is that we made promises to each other that if something ever came up, we would just come and talk to each other about it.
3: Aww. And
1: so, and it's really so. What I wanted, well, the reason why I told you that story is that people are going to come and go out of your life and it doesn't mean that if you say that, Hey, this is not right for me at this time, that they're not going to come back because they, they can potentially come back. And, uh, but what we do is this, they can never come back into my life again. And why? We shut them out is
2: what you're saying. Instead of shutting the door, leave the door open. Um,
1: right. right. Absolutely.
2: Well, and you talk about practicing compassion and, um, well, that's a huge one. It, you know, if we want, you say in your book, if you want to be happy, practice compassion. And that's mm-hmm. the truth. Um, mm-hmm. Because it doesn't seem like we're very compassionate towards each other.
1: Well, yeah, and the thing about that is what's really cool is the limbic part of your brain. Let's say that yeah. uh, I walked up and gave you a hug. Yeah. You know, my brain actually doesn't know that I'm giving you a hug. It just knows I'm giving compassion. Right. And so what it, what it means is that it, 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 it the, you need the hug just as much as the other person. Mm-hmm. And so the, the brain goes, puts all these, uh, these, emo- these chemicals in your body and like, wow, this feels good. And so it just knows that it's loving. And so what's interesting about that is what we put out there it comes back tenfold and it, it helps us as much as it helps them. And so that compassion you give that um, you give to another individual is beneficial not only to you, but it's beneficial to them, and it's a twofold process. And so while you're out there and somebody's doing something that you don't agree with or you don't see as right, you know, it's, it's okay to, you know, to sometimes walk away. And yeah. sometimes it's okay to say, hey, you know what, I, I don't know if that was, you know, I, I didn't really appreciate that. But say it in a way to where it's not harmful, it actually helps boost them up. You know, and right. gets them
2: into another mindset. So. Well, yeah, and that goes along with the along the lines of forgiveness. It's the same type yeah. of thing. Um, you know, when you forgive, and I always tell people this, and and I know you write about it in the book too, Jeremy. Is where if you don't forgive something, you're not hurting the other person; you're hurting yourself because it changes the energy within your body.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really
2: and, does. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you
1: said. I was just agreeing with you because it's like forgiveness, like what ends up happening that forget that thing you won't forgive is yeah. like a poison in your body. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it eats up inside of you. So you're upset about whatever, you know, somebody when you were 21 years old broke up with you and broke your heart, uh, yeah. or a job treated you unfairly or whatever. Everybody is doing the best they can with what they have in the moment. And so, you know that person that lied to you. Um, really, in the moment, they were so filled with fear about what they didn't want to tell you the truth about that they lied to you. That doesn't make it okay right. for the lie. But it, the the compassion, the forgiveness comes into you know. I forgive them because right. you know I need to move on, and forgiveness right. is about letting go
2: we'll talk more about this. I've got some really cool um, questions to ask you when we get back from break. And we're here today, just so you guys know, it's Jeremy McDonald. His book is Peace, Be Still, A Path to Self-Awareness, Love, Abundance and Harmony. And uh, make sure you get his book. This is a good one, you guys. It'll help you.
3: We will be right back on High Road to Humanity, but make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyoureout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. It's you never
0: have you ever found yourself in an airplane seated next to a nonstop talker that you really don't have anything at all in common with? When I fly, I usually want to catch up on my reading and not have to listen to an exploderator. It's even worse if they're a philodox. That's a person who just loves their own opinion. Well, now a Facebook app lets you choose your own seatmate before you fly. According to an article in USA Today, social media startups are bringing together compatible flyers before they take their seats. That's good news for people lovers, otherwise known as philodemics. A number of apps such as Plainly and Satisfy are helping travelers meet not only online but in person. Think the match.com of travel. I love flying and have been to almost as many places as my luggage. It's words and and words. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for Words.
2: Welcome back to my show, and this is Nancy Yearout. And, hey, if you need me to come and speak at your venue, get on my uh, website. It's nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T dot com. Or you can email me, me, nancyyearout at gmail dot com. And um, we are here today. I'm so excited. Jeremy, can they get your book, Peace Be Still, um, Amazon? Is that proper?
1: Yep. Amazon or my website, which is jeremymcdonald.net.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And then what are you doing right now, Jeremy? You're doing, you said you're doing some group things or, or what are you up to these days?
1: man? Well, I have a, I'm creating a conferences on what right now on a cruise called Spirit Heart Cruise and I have Whoa. 30 speakers coming on it. So it's pretty, it's going to be pretty cool. And that's in September of 2019. And How then I'm exciting. doing, a, I just had the preliminary meetings about doing a conference in Baja, California. So pretty excited i
2: want to go
1: i want to go jeremy well i'm that'll definitely (laughs) keep you informed and i'm and i got i need speakers for my 2020 cruise so (laughs) oh
2: my god all right as long as i can bring my husband i'm cool with it
1: (laughs) yeah and we'll talk more offline but yes definitely can bring your husband so,
2: that, thank you. I, that is so exciting. And can I just ask how long? Okay, so what kind of time period are we talking from the time you realized that you needed to go inside? And, and how many years? You said 2006, 2005? Is that about the time? So yeah, it's 2006
1: been... is when I had a real awakening. I've been studying this stuff since about 1996. But okay. the real awakening happened in 2006 okay and uh and it like i just want to throw that out there we have different levels of awakening so we have these experiences that happen and then more experiences that happen and then uh i'll probably go through another awakening at some point in my life you know where i'll awaken to even more possibilities about who i am but that's what why it's a journey so right
2: well yeah and And I feel like the same as I get older, you know, I can remember 15 years ago, okay, I learned how to have faith. And that was a big deal. You know, that was like huge because I, once you give up and have faith and say, okay, God, you know, I think you say it in the book, let go, let God, then it's like, oh, wow, this stuff works. And, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to let go and have faith. It's hard to believe in something you cannot see. That's what's so difficult. But, and like you say, it steps, you know, we get to a different point because I wouldn't be able to understand anything that we're talking about maybe 15 years ago. You know what I mean? We evolve. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you really quick before, because before we get into uh, uh, other things, I want to mention the ego and letting go of the ego, because it's really tough for all of us to do. Um, Can you address that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Well, it was, it started out with a friend of mine saying, um, Ego stands for edging God out, and that's become kind of a, a cliche thing to say within our community. But really when it came down, and I had to really look at what the ego is, the ego is meant to guide us in the world but not dominate us. And, <laughs> um, and, and the, the ego is meant to, um, like I said earlier, keep us from walking in front of a car, but it's not, not meant for us to judge other people. And so that, and that's where it really comes down to like I think I believe I talk about in there where you got one finger pointing out in judgment, you got three pointing back at you, so mm-hmm. if you're that's that's kind of part of your inner world and so what you're looking at in other people i mean, I just uh, mentioned to a group of people the other day I said, like, I'm going to teach a new class called Staying in your own lane and uh, <laughs> and it was just meant to be a little silly with them. And it's really because it comes down to if you, if you, with your ego, you're in somebody else's life meddling and messing around or trying to force your opinion down. You're not, you're not pruning your own garden, so to speak. You're letting your garden grow up with weeds and not staying in your own lane. And so there's a lot of things with that, that we need to really start thinking about because all of us have things we have to work on. And through teaching other people, you can teach more by just living and leading by example than, Actually trying to get force your opinion down on other people and it actually ho- holds your own growth back. So that's the thing about the ego is the ego uh, spends more time worrying about things it doesn't need to worry about yeah. instead of going within it. And the egos are really afraid of letting go of control because there's an unhealthy ego and there's a healthy ego. And I don't think I actually talk about that in the book, but uh, there's a, there's a difference between a healthy ego, the one that is feels like it's being heard in the inner world. And then the unhealthy one that's trying to dominate and overpower that inside voice that I talk about in the book. So that's the, yeah.
2: Well, and that's kind of like, I I look at ego like that, like strength, you know. You can be uh, a really strong person and not be overpowering. You can be a strong person and still get your point across by being a little more chill, if that makes sense. I think that's what... Yeah, and come. you know, in real estate, I became really, really. I think about this, and you know what I'm talking about because you did the mortgage lending thing. You know, they pump you up and make you, and that's how your ego gets so, you know, inflated. And then at one point, I can, I can remember going, "Well, we're all the same. I'm not that great. Let's look around." You know, uh, you know, and you start to realize uh, that a lot of these people that you're dealing with, the reason you're having difficult time dealing with them is because the ego gets in the way.
1: You know? Yeah. Well, the ego does things like. I never used to talk about that I work a day job and I, and I don't know why it was really dumb. And it's just like, why is that such a big deal? Cause I'm up here standing and talk about, you know, how we attract into our life, things into our world. And, but I have a day job that I actually really love. I'm, I've been a training manager for 22 years. And so I love that job. So why wouldn't wow. I talk about it? Right, right. <laughs> so and that's the ego that tries to, the shadow, so to speak, that's trying to say, "Oh, don't yeah. let people know that I do this day job at a corporate job, but I love it and I help. I, I, you know, fly back and forth between New York and and I love traveling. So why would that that's wonderful?" I talk about? So, well,
2: because yeah. we all worry about, "Oh, what will they think of me?" Right. <laughs> you know, and that's
1: instead what of just being get over raw, yourself, you
2: know, <laughs> yeah. Yep. that's so funny Absolutely. hey listen i want to talk about archangel michael and i i was gonna i said let's wait till the last uh, segment but we have a lot to talk about so um the reason i bring him up is because you talk about archangel michael in your book and i would love if you tell the story i really work with archangel michael he's my favorite of all the angels um can you tell a story uh to us jeremy what happened with him
1: Oh yeah, well, this uh, Archangel Michael started coming to me probably when I was about 22 years old, and uh, I just turned 45 this week, so I'm pretty excited about that. Happy birthday! So, uh, so, thank you. <laughs> okay. So, 23 years ago, I had my first experience with Archangel Michael, and he, uh, um, it, it really kind of came about as I was—I uh, bought this crystal necklace with a sword. It was a sword coming out of it, and I didn't really think too much about it, except for it, it would gleam a blue uh light off of it and Mm -hmm. so i went to this angel workshop and they took a picture of me and i don't even know where the picture is but it would literally shine this uh, blue light off of it in the picture and so and i had started feeling him talking to me but i didn't know who it was at first i just like what's this voice and they kept on saying michael and they didn't put two and two together that that picture and all that other kind of stuff and so Finally one day I had a reading from a medium and they said, Um, well Archangel Michael comes to you and I, then it hit me and I was like, How silly is this? <laughs> that That's for all this time yeah. that I wasn't been, you know, putting this together but and ever since then, um, Michael is like the strength of uh and taught me a lot about compassion because there is there is a compassion in strength. So when you tell the truth to somebody, when you, uh, uh, speak to somebody and, and let them know, uh, what they need to do is their opportunities to improve themselves. So, sometimes it's hard for people to do. And that's what being a spiritual warrior is all about. So everybody mm-hmm. thinks being a spiritual warrior is getting out there to fight with a, a weapon. No, it's really about just standing up for what you know is right for you. Yeah. And so, and that's what Michael taught me. And it's, and I've had so many experiences since then. I had an experience once where, um, I'm sure I don't want to bring up anything too negative, but there was a bunch of negative things going on in my life. And I saw something that wasn't nice. That's not human. And I just said Michael and it was and it. Literally, I saw it run away. And so Michael's always protected me, um, throughout my entire life. And then I realized he's been around me since I was a child. And so, and how do you,
2: uh, how do you know he's been around you since you were a child? Something happened that maybe you didn't hmm. realize and then you did or what?
1: Well, that's the interesting one. So I talk about, you know, um, my family, you know, has always been very intuitive. And um, a lot of my other family members have had experiences with um, negative things that are out there, I guess is the way to put it. And um, I've never had those issues. And so Uh at any time they have come up, it's almost instantaneously they're gone. And so uh, I've always had this energy that's always been talking to me since I've been a little, little kid, and I, I'm real. I realized that in or protecting me, and I realized it was my goal. And so, right. and there's other like cool like I was going to tell you a story that isn't in the book, and I, I don't know if do we have time to do that right now or. Um.
2: Yeah, I think we're good. I think we've okay. got a couple minutes.
1: So my mother um, transitioned in 2012, and um, oh, she okay. uh, my. Uh, my, uh, my, one of my close friends, the, the one that actually stopped, we stopped talking to each other for four years is a medium. And so at about, about a year after we had started talking, she calls me up and she says, Hey, Jared, I, I need to do something with you tonight. Are you free? And I said, I had something going She goes, cancel it. Just please cancel it. Trust me. So anyways, we get in the car, she comes, and picks me up. She goes, I'm going to buy you your Christmas present, but it's from your mother. Well, my mom had been, been transitioned for three years <laughs> at this point. And I was like, well, okay. Uh huh. And so she tells me this story about how she had, had her dream the night before. My mother we're and her were sitting having uh, tea together. And um, she had said uh, to my friend, uh, can you buy my son a present? And um, she says, well, I don't have really, I have a lot, a lot of money right now, Lori. I don't I don't think I can do that. She goes, don't worry about it. I got to take care of it. But I need you to buy him Archangel Michael painting. And uh, so... Uh, my friend didn't know anything about Archangel Michael and my connection to him. And so I, uh, I just laughed because, uh, the next day she doesn't have any money and, uh, but she gets four calls for readings that gave her enough money to pay for this painting. Oh, funny! And so the next day she calls me up and we go and we get the, uh, this Archangel Mike Michael painting. And so it sits on my, it sits on my altar and my, My house, and I laughed because I was like, "How many people have their mother who's transitioned that buys her buys them a present while they're on the other side?" And it's uh, the the angel I've been working with for years and years and years. So that's pretty powerful.
2: Yeah, I'm going to tell you something really crazy. As I sit in my office, behind me is a painting of Archangel Michael. (laughs) that i bought years and years ago and at the time i bought it i didn't realize i knew it was an archangel but i didn't know it was michael but he's there and he's so he's with us um and and i'm going to tell you my quick story since we're since we've got like a minute left you know archangel michael i've always called in because i feel like he is protection and you can call here's the thing i want to tell the audience if you're in a really bad spot call in the archangel Call in Michael, call in Uriel, call in Gabriel, whoever you feel comfortable with, because believe it or not, they will be there in an instant. Um, I was driving my car, I'll tell this really quick, and I was on my way to work, and I had a really brand new car, and I didn't see the car in front of me stop, and all of a sudden I looked up and I saw it, and I went, oh my goodness, and uh, something put my brake on, and it wasn't me. And so I know it was him because I had been praying to him or praying and and talking to Archangel Michael earlier that morning. So, he comes to us or the angels will come to us if we ask and that's the biggest Mm. thing don't forget to ask and and so i want to bring that up because we all have cool stories but you got to ask right and so we'll talk we'll talk to jeremy more about archangel michael and his philosophies and his new book it's really awesome peace be still a path to self-awareness love abundance and harmony and we will be back
3: We'll be right back with The High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program or to book a psychic reading. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without
1: limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living
3: your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more
1: at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling
3: 903-287-0747.
2: Hey, it's Nancy Yearout here inviting you guys to check out High Road to Humanity, where I share life-altering tales that will change how you live your life. Listen on Wednesdays at 11 o'clock Central Time. And don't forget to check out my website, nancyyearout.com, that's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com to pick up my book and to sign up for intuitive coaching with me. Hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss an episode of The High Road.
0: you can burn as many calories in 45 minutes of yard work as in 30 minutes of aerobics. Yard work is a total body workout consisting of pushing, pulling, lifting and carrying. Using a push mower alone can burn 300 to 500 calories in an hour. Raking and bagging with a pooking fork, that's a fork often used in gardening, burns about 330 calories per hour. Cleaning and digging with the dibble, that little hand spade, can burn approximately 400 calories an hour. Stay fit by horb-gorbling. That's just puttering around the yard. To me, a perfect summer day is when the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and the lawnmower is broken.
1: It's
0: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
3: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
2: Hey, welcome back to High Road. And this is Nancy, your host. And we're here today with Jeremy McDonald. And, Jeremy, I would like to, I kind of asked you on the break, what would you like to talk about? And, and you're talking about. Uh, how we are warriors um, for the Lord. Can you uh, go ahead and expand on that for our audience, please?
1: Yeah, so it's it, interesting that, and I've been having a big kick. I just did a sermon on this at, at church uh, recently, and I I want everybody to understand that, yes, you, you are definitely a spiritual warrior out there. Now, a spiritual warrior doesn't mean you're picking up a sword or a gun or any any type of weapon. It means that, you are staying true to what is true inside of you. You know, you're in alignment with who you are. You're in alignment with your soul. You're in alignment with your spirit and stuff like that. And the reason why that's super important is that when you're in alignment with yourself, you are close to God. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so, and that's really that inner divinity that is talking inside of you. And what ends up happening is that, and and this is a true story. I was uh, with, I was running, helping run a, a, a very large blog uh, about a, a year and a half, two years ago. And my, um, uh, the, the person that ran it was a friend of mine. And we're still friends, but there was a point where they had mentioned, you know, well, that's not what our customers want. And I thought to myself, and it doesn't necessarily make what they said wrong, but I said, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here for customers or followers or subscribers. I'm here to help raise consciousness. Yeah. And so, and the reason why I say it's not, maybe not be wrong for them, it was definitely wrong for me. To be mm-hmm. to work up that so, and it's and it's um, when you have to stop and think about what is true and authentic for me, and if I would have gone against that and went down that road with them, then I would not be the spiritual warrior that I am. And there is a lot of things right now in this world that will sway you away from what your soul is resonating for you to do. And when you're going against that, that to me is going against yourself, and that is going against God, because if you are, there's a certain agreement that you made as a soul that I'm coming down here to do this. Now, that may to be a mother or a father or, uh, you know, to be the best CEO of a company or the best nurse or doctor or radio show host. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If, it, if it's in alignment with your soul, then you're there, and you're being the most amazing spiritual warrior out there, because that's what the world the three dimensional world will tell you how they think you should be, and right. a lot of them are working at alignment with their soul, and so you don't want to listen to that that's what it actually means in the Bible. It says beware of the soothsayer and yes, that's about going to people that are intuitive and okay. but it's also about don't listen to people in their opinions and get them swayed from your divine plan, so to speak.
2: Well, and you so, talk in the book about, I have a question for you because I want to yeah. know what you think about this because yeah. I'm intuitive and I do readings. And do you still do readings or do you not do readings? What do you do?
1: do, you, I, do, do I do do readings in a sense. I do what are called soul readings where I do soul coaching. And I don't, I'm not against readings because I go I get them. But if, if there's something that they say that doesn't resonate with your soul, don't follow it
2: right well I love that I love that in your book because you know you and I I love that I like that it's changing I feel like the the perception is changing it's okay to be intuitive but I use my intuitive abilities to help people not so much to tell them what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day And, and I love what you say because you say okay you can change your next day or tomorrow by what you're learning today so when you give somebody a reading it's almost like they're looking for that to happen instead of changing inside themselves. Does that make sense?
1: Yep. yep. I have a really close friend who is a very well known uh, angel reader here in uh, in the Tampa Bay area. Okay. And she and I have such a connection that one one day, well it's happened more than once, but I was going through kind of a hard time a few years ago and uh something told me that go see Andrea. And so I drive my car literally out of the way to go to her office, walk in the door. And she just happened to not have a client at that time. And of she, course. all I hear is Jeremy. <laughs> and she has this very New York Italian accent. And I just, I was like, yeah, it's me. And she goes, come on in. So I walk into her office and she goes, ooh, she goes, what? She, and she literally told me emotionally what was going on right then. That's when you know it's divinely given. And so I was led there for her to, for, spirit to talk through her and my soul to talk through her because at that moment i wasn't listening to my inside world i was in, in my ego and in my disparity or depression or whatever i was going through and so when she said that i was like whoa wake up call i'm not paying attention Right. and one of one of my favorite uh, phrases is uh, uh the word pain means pay attention and work now and so whatever emotional pain or physical pain you're going through pay attention it's, it's time to go inside of yourself. And so she was just a reminder for me to sit my butt down, get quiet, get still and listen. So
2: Yeah, and that's true. You know, I had Patty Conklin on the show last week and she, you know, heals and she heals. She can see your energy field. And she talks about that as far as, you know, things that you're holding on to or when you know things aren't right, it affects you physically. And that's what's so interesting to me. And I think if people could realize that um, if they could work on their, if they have a pain, then it's not something really that's wrong with them physically. It's more that their soul's not in alignment or they're missing something or they need to correct something. And I think we need to change our mindset a little bit, don't you? So that we kind of connect those two uh, things because people don't connect that.
1: Absolutely. And Patty's a really cool person, isn't she?
2: yeah i mean yeah and and she's just it makes so much sense you know when you when you talk to her and and she tells you hey well you know i've got a pain here well that's because you're doing this and and it's all related and it's all connected and that's what's really um interesting so when your friend helped you out it's like a release of that energy almost yeah So you do do you do coaching. You're like me. We do coaching, but you don't necessarily you try to open people up and to to see their inside. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so awesome, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Now, what does your family think about it? Do they love the work you do or you said they're intuitive as well?
1: Well, my family is very intuitive, uh, especially my mother's side. My mother was, a, was actually a shaman. Uh, she had oh, been wow. a local shaman for many, many, many years. And then she, of course she transitioned and my grandmother, uh, was, my great grandmother was very intuitive. Now my, fa- my mother's father's side is not so intuitive and they don't really necessarily appreciate the, um, what I do for, it, but they're all still, still in the church I was raised. So, um, right. yeah, but they still love me. So it's, it's one of those yeah. things where, you know, it's not necessarily an animosity thing. I just don't talk about it when I go for family things.
2: <laughs> yeah, when you're <laughs> yeah, and that's how it is with my family too. I have some people that are open, and then I have some people that are not. Um, I have some people if I go to visit, I bring my angel cards, and I'll say, "Do you want an angel card?" And they say, "Yeah." And then they have other people that look at me like, "What is that?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that happens. It, it's in, really interesting too because it's like it's not like hidden in my life because I'm on radio shows and I have, have my Facebook is full of it, so they all see, see it. Just,
2: they uh, all it. see what you're doing. So. Yeah, and um, what other what other advice can you give somebody who's just getting into this stuff? You know, because it, it's taken you a while and it's taken me a while. But what if you're just starting to realize this kind of stuff? What kind of advice would you, you know, the give somebody?
1: I just got asked that question on a on a, on a conference on our cruise about a month ago, and I said to a person, keep asking questions, and mm-hmm. and not just of other people or of other things, but ask questions in your inner world, like, why did that just happen? What experience did I just have? And what's going to happen is the question is going to lead you to more answers, and I've actually adopted what is called being a Greek skeptic, and, and that's not a super popular way of thinking. But the Greek skeptic always asks questions. It didn't naysay. There's a difference. Naysay is not a skeptic. A skeptic is somebody that says, "Wait, I want to ask more." That's a really interesting concept, and I learned this from uh, Dr. Maradim, Dr. Moody. I don't know okay. if you're familiar with his work, and he had, and he said uh, he why the reason why he did the research on near-death experiences is because. He kept on asking a question, and he said, if you do that, it keeps, takes you deeper down the rabbit hole. And and so and I thought it was a really profound way of thinking. So if you're starting to get in this and you're having this experience, ask more questions. And mm-hmm. then what's, the books will start appearing, the people start appearing, the experiences will start appearing. And honestly, it, it's probably the greatest journey you're going to ever have is your journey inside of yourself. And then you're going to lead to some profound answers and things that you're going to never imagine. And you're going to be like, wow, that just happened. You know, wow, that was the synchronicities are like probably my favorite thing in the world that happened mm-hmm.
2: to me. When you so. pay attention, right? When you start to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. And do you, I'll talk, I talk about synchronicities too, but um, I'll have, do you have a number? Cause I have a number and I always see that number and it's like my confirmation that, that I'm on the right path. Do you have something three, like three. that? That Oh, do you? you three, too? Three. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. funny? Mine's too good. And funny. I literally, I
1: have a friend that I'll, every time I see 3-3 or three three three, I text her and she goes, oh, you have that thing.
2: <laughs> well, well, the thing with me is both my kids were born on my day on 2-3. And so it's followed on to them, which I have always found quite interesting because I have grown children, my, both of my daughters in every, my number is their number, which is bizarre. Oh, yeah. And they'll when call me. I was and,
1: born. Huh? March third. I was born on March third, okay. which is three three. and so okay. minus thirty three. Isn't that crazy?
2: That so. is. It's just weird. Well, that's what I, you know. If you pay attention to the numbers and you pay attention to the signs, and like you were saying, the teachers come if you ask the questions. Then the teachers come. Don't you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it yeah. just always lines up. It's in and and by the way, you're gonna go. The people that are out there. You're gonna have things that no matter how much faith you have. There's going to be a day where you're not going to have much faith. And and there's this old saying that says, you know, don't worry about this too shall pass. And so if you know that, Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, today I'm not feeling so good emotionally, but this too shall pass. And through that, you're going to gain more perspective, and that's okay. And even the spiritual teachers out there on the radio shows and on Coast to Coast and on Oprah, they have those days too. That's
2: right. That's right. And we have those days, and it's good to have those days because everybody is still learning because we are here to learn. We are just here to learn. And I feel like if people don't pay attention and they don't learn, their souls don't evolve. And and it's just really important, I think, right now that we all try to get on a higher road. (laughs) Don't you think, Jeremy? Yeah, which is the perfect Raise our consciousness, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. and we've got about one minute to go, and I just want to thank you, Jeremy, for being here and telling your story because, you know, it's not easy always to tell what happened to you, but it's so um, inspiring um, to hear that you went from, you know, losing everything to finding yourself and to growing really strong with your relationship with God. And you yeah. sound really great, so it's been a good journey, and you continue on, correct?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, every day. And, it's, and every it's, day. it gets fun. It's fun.
2: All right. It's really- All right. Well, thanks, Jeremy, for being with us. And next week we're going to have uh, a wonderful lady, and her name is Hillary Black, and she's going to be here on our show. And we can't wait to talk to her. She is actually a medium, and she is out of California. So we'll talk to her next week. Thank you.
3: Maybe 40 years, and I've been ready and willing and able to edit the story. Because there's so many people here to be.
2: Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know when you stay on The High Road, you make it to your destination. Visit my website at NancyYearOut.com where you can sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading. If you have any questions, please email me at NancyYearOut at gmail.com That's N-A-N-C-Y Y-E-A-R-O-U-T at gmail.com This is Nancy Year Out, lighting the way to your high road to success.
0: Right now, right now, I'm switching to a new lane. Foot to the floor, man. Searching for the real thing. Somebody else sometimes ain't no shape head to the closing
1: it's like i got a collection